0: Hello and welcome to Can I Get a Picture? I'm your host, Soul Lovemore. Join me as I get to pick the brains of some extraordinary people hearing their struggles and successes that have shaped who they are today. Today we're speaking to Stevie Wormsley, known as Ms. Superprime. She's part of the Superprime Lettings Broker Team and Head of Luxury Short-Term lets at Mike Frank, the UK's leading real estate consultancy. Stevie knows everything there is to know about the luxury property market from renting properties for film and TV... To what high net worth individuals look for when investing in property. Today I want to find out more about her journey, her career highlights, and her advice for both working and investing in luxury property. Thank you very much um, for coming on today, Stevie. As you're known, as I said, Miss Super Prime, I like the name personally. <laughs> I think I think it's cool and you carry it well. So I'm intrigued to find out more about that but yeah firstly thank you for coming on and yeah I hope you hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me yeah absolutely thank you.
0: So I wanted to start really to go back right to the beginning how did your career begin?
1: Uh, Interestingly enough after I had my daughter um, I was keen to get back to work and at the time my mother was heading up the sales uh, division Uh, for Sterling Aykroyd in the city and she said interesting enough there is a Saturday job going you know would you be interested in doing that uh, at a different branch so slowly kind of stepping back into work I thought it'd be a great idea Um, and yeah I mean when I say I kind of worked from the bottom as a Saturday viewing assistant you know that would be a case of turning up on a Saturday morning with a, collecting about twenty five sets of keys, a map <laughs> and literally going out. I say map, not making myself too old, but <laughs> um, yeah, you would literally have your map, have your list of people that you're meeting. Um, and yeah, it was it was such good fun. and. After doing that for a while, it was I loved hearing, you know, oh, you know, this person made an offer and that person's buying that house. And it was it was brilliant. And the manager at the time said, look, we've had really good feedback. Uh, How do you fancy doing this full time? Um, so that's kind of where it all started from.
0: Amazing. So would you say before the opportunity obviously came from your mum did you have prior interest in property before that or was it just fueled because you had this Saturday job and then the rest is kind of history
1: no i think i've always enjoyed property i think um it's i think most people would would say it's it's definitely an area that interests a lot of people it's such a huge decision when you're moving home um all those kind of things so absolutely I, I've always been passionate for property and it's definitely kind of why um I enjoyed it but also kind of the people side of things the one thing that I really like is I'm not really a kind of uh nine till six sit at a desk and type away um I like to be out I like my days to be different there is, you know, no day is the same, um, and just meeting new people all the time is is definitely the great part of the job.
0: You know, when you spoke about obviously the Saturday job, you've gone in that you've done that. So, what steps did you take to actually turn it into a career path after that?
1: Yeah. So when I started out doing full time, I soon realised that again because of the whole kind of people aspect of it, um, I was doing really well, and from there I suddenly thought. Right. Okay. let me set my goals. Um, What what do I want to achieve? Where do I want to go? And for me at the time, there were two very big uh, agencies at the top level, uh, both Savills and Knight Frank. Um, And my real kind of goal was, right, I really want to kind of be with the best of the best. Um, And I worked my way up. So there were a few bumps working through 2008, the big recession um that was definitely challenging and that's actually when i made the transition from sales into lettings at the time in 2008 i was working uh, in the shoreditch office and the whole kind of market there was very much kind of city trader guys that every time you called up to try and sell a property, they would just tell you, you're crazy. You know, no one's buying in this market. You're mad. Um, and for quite some time, you it, it was kind of soul destroying, which it happens in markets. So I made the decision to move over to Belgravia to do rentals, which funnily enough at the time, when you look at the fees that you generated in the city, they were equivalent to the same fees you would make for rentals in Belgravia because the rents were so high. So it didn't feel like a huge change. Um, and it was very similar. So yeah, that's the the transition of moving from sales to lettings.
0: And in terms of obviously moving forward a bit, the real estate industry, as we were discussing before we came on is heavily male dominated. How's your experience been as a woman excelling in the industry?
1: It's it's interesting, actually, I think because my mother was in the industry from a very, very long time ago, I didn't really notice it as much because having my mother as a role model, it was, you know, there are women around. But someone else asked me that question the other day. And actually, when you do look around, yes, there are a lot of suits. Um, and when I worked in the city, funnily enough, I always dressed in a suit and I look back now and I think I was probably trying to kind of fit in, in the kind of male dominant, uh, world. But when I look at where we are now, I mean, there's some incredible women at Knight Frank and a lot of, uh, real estate companies. Um, and I would say now there's a lot more flexibility. So if you've got women that, you know, have had children and they want to come back, it's all possible. And there's a lot of support. So um, any women that are thinking of real estate, I, I cannot enc- encourage it more. Um, it, it's definitely possible. Um, so so yeah, that would be my, my take on it.
0: Along the way, have you faced any challenges being female in the industry?
1: There will be occasions, not very often anymore, I would say kind of, you know, in in the older days where if you went to pitch on a property, there would be, you know, some clients would always talk to the men. You know, they would kind of think, oh, you know, it's lady, she's not really kind of, um, let's talk to the men, let's talk business. It has changed now, but you could definitely and it, i mean it still does happen from time to time but that's where you you know when you've got a team that's balanced and you're going on a pitch and there are you know two women or three men it's nice to have uh, a real mix so that when you're dealing with different clients if they do prefer to speak to a man it's absolutely fine and i don't take any offence to it whatsoever um everyone can you know what they prefer is fine so so no i think that that still exists, but it is so important now having a a, a balanced team, um, especially on the client side. You know, when you're looking at big developers and you're 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 pitching for huge sites, it, people are now looking and saying, "Okay, how's the balance? You know, is, is there a good mix?" Um, so no, it, it's changing, but each to their own. I would say I don't take offense.
0: Yeah, but it's good. I think also you you're pushing you're pushing the conversation forward, and you as you said your your mother first being in the in the industry and then you kind of taking on the baton and moving that forward has really helped. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a bit about Knight Frank. Uh when did you join the company and what drew you to your role, I guess. As you said, you moved from sales into letting. So let's talk about Knight Frank and then and then your role as well.
1: So, yeah, Night Frank um, approached me to uh, come and work for them, um, gosh, we're looking probably about six years ago now, and they had a, a maternity cover in St. John's Wood, which actually suited me perfectly because I wanted to take the next step um, in my career, and I wasn't sure whether that was the route of management or whether I wanted to stay doing being a Fiona. So it was, it was a perfect opportunity. So um, I ran the lettings division there, which was really successful. And f- probably kind of after three years, I naturally gravitated. I couldn't help myself. Whilst I was running the team, I was also very much involved in doing the super prime uh, lettings. So what we class as super prime at Knight Frank is everything over 5,000 a week. So at the time when we joined, we were probably doing about perhaps two or three a year. And in our best year, we, we managed to do 14 uh, tenancies over 5,000 a week. So I, I suddenly found myself gravitating back to doing fee earning, going back out there, taking clients out. And so an opportunity came up where we had restructured our team and I put my hand up and said, look, management's great. I've really enjoyed it. It's not for everyone. And the one thing I have to say, you know, Knight Frank, they are fantastic at making sure that if they've got great fee earners, you don't necessarily have to take the channels of, of management. It's They're two very, very different roles. You, you'll have people that are very good at making money, but, you know, put them in a, a day-to-day management role. Um, they're not always... Um, that great so I kind of decided actually management I would prefer to 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 park um and just kind of be the earning and be out on the field uh with clients so that's what we did we've got um a specialized team that just deal with the kind of ultra high net worth and then we we basically look after them and take them all across London whether we have to go out to um out into the country or all sorts so um it's yeah it's great
0: and what would you say sets night frank apart from other agencies
1: i would say the with night frank not only are we a partnership so having worked with various different companies you when you do work for a partnership you can really feel the difference it's like you're a part of a big family so um yes it's important we're we're a business and um making money but The the heart of everything at Night Frank is our clients um, and our clients we put first. So, you know, all the different service lines that we provide to our clients, we're constantly evolving and and creating new things. And our kind of, with Night Frank, our clients are for life. You know, I think... if you speak to people and you say, oh, I'm an estate agent, you automatically get this kind of, uh, oh, you're an estate agent, which I can't bear. It really irritates me. Um, And I think when you think of an estate agent, we're not an estate agent. We are property advisors. We're there to help guide you through, you know, the transaction is hopefully a transaction that you will do 10 times with us. It's not just a quick, uh, a quick deal. So I think, If you are using night Frank when you do come to us, you 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 will be a client for life, and the the relationships that we build with our clients is is probably the most important.
0: Yeah, I saw something on the website that said connecting people and properties something something worldwide, and I thought that's
1: perfectly. perfectly,
0: Sorry, that's the one. (laughs) Forgive me, Jesus.
1: Perfectly, I'm here
0: misquoting the whole.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, But exactly that. You know, we've got offices all over the world. So, you know, I can speak to a client that's coming over from America. Um, His house is going to be sat empty there. Then I'll connect with the other team who can then rent it out. Um, It's pretty unbelievable how joined up across the world we are now.
0: Yeah, no, amazing. And um, hopefully, I'm not misquoting this, but you're now head of luxury short term lets.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, that's um, again, this kind of shows kind of how Night Frank are. We will put together ideas and they'll have a look at them and see which ones they think are, are, are worth doing. And so, I'd say probably about a year and a half ago now, I was tasked with the luxury short lets. So, what we'll do is for Various different clients that are coming over for maybe two weeks, a month. Um, it's the very, very top end, but it's been really successful. So, I mean, just to kind of give you a, a, an idea, um, last year we did um, a, a rental for two weeks at um, 250000 so significant figures when we're talking about high-end uh, luxury shortlets. And there's a huge market for it. Um, people don't want to stay in hotels anymore. They want the privacy. It's very popular with a lot of the music artists when they're touring. So when they're doing their European tours, they will come to me and have a London base. So we met some pretty incredible people um, sadly, all wrapped up in non disclosure agreements. I'd love to, to sit and of give course, you yeah. um, <laughs> some some great stories. But um that's I have to say that that's one part that I really, really do love. I mean, I meet some incredible people. So yeah, the luxury shortlets is definitely something that is a growing market and I'm heavily involved in.
0: Yeah. So you, as you said, you also rent out a lot of properties for film, TV. Tell us about this. Even you've just mentioned now the artists. What what as you said, one of the main things is obviously the print privacy instead of a hotel but why do you think there's been such a surge now of people looking at renting you know short-term a house versus staying maybe going taking you know the rosewood and taking the top floor for example which a lot of the artists used to do
1: yeah it's interesting actually because someone was I was having this conversation with somebody else and working out the the numbers and actually if you look at uh, the cost if you were to take a you know eight-bedroom house with a couple of one-bedroom flats nearby you know the the staff and production teams you know the whole lot there's, there's quite a few people um, to, to house so the, I mean the cost of the hotels are are, are huge um, and actually I think although it might seem like a huge um, figure it's actually more cost effective having a, a private house. You then have the luxury of having your chef that is able to just cook in the house, whereas a lot of the private chefs will have to use the kitchens in the hotel. So I actually think from an operations perspective, it it works a lot better. Um, Someone was actually telling me that um, it was in the paper recently that Tom Cruise hired out a whole cruise liner uh, rather yes, than I booking at the hotel, yeah, exactly. So I think it it kind of shows how people are adapting to um, how they how they do things. But also, I think given what we've been going through with COVID, I think even more so now, having a private residency rather than hotels, they have the comfort of knowing that there aren't any other guests walking around. So I wonder whether going forward that we'll see even more demand.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And would you say as well, people demanding obviously the privacy, I've seen it through athletes, because obviously athletes prefer the fact that you're less likely to get paps and intrusion and all that stuff if you're renting a private residence, because the security is a lot easier, as you said, operationally. But then do you see, do you see the surge as long term, or maybe because of everything that's happened with COVID that will scale back? How do you kind of see the, the future of that, the next five years playing out?
1: Do you know we've definitely? I mean, th- this summer that it's been very, very slow on the luxury shortlets, and I think that's just because of the travel restrictions. Um, people just aren't allowed to, to move at the moment, um, and are stuck. So I think it's just a blip, and I think once things have settled down, um, then we'll definitely see more and more of this. I think if you have a look, I mean, a lot of the platforms. you you won't find any of the very, very top-end shortlets. They're they're not available online. So it really is a case of who do you know that can get you access to the the best houses in London, which are very, very discreet. Um, And again, that's why you've got a lot of the music artists that that come to us, because we do have a a huge collection, which is just very, very kind of off-market,
0: and what would you say are some of the standout properties you've rented out for film, TV and for your ultra high net worth clients? Because I've seen some on, I always, every so often go on the uh, Night Frank site or like Zoopla and you see yeah. Hamilton, some of the properties on Hamilton Terrace look insane. Yeah,
1: they are unbelievable. I mean, I have to say, I feel so fortunate, you know, when I go into these houses, um, you know, some... Most recently, you know the stuff at one hundred and fifty million. You know, when you look at how people live, it's it blows your mind. It's unbelievable. So I mean, for example, um I'm allowed to talk about this because it, it 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 was fine. But Anthony Joshua rented um a house through me for his for one of his fights. And in that house, it had its own salt cave ah. built in which is amazing for your health and has all sorts of benefits. Then there was a, another house uh, in North London that has its own snow room.
0: Interesting. So
1: <laughs> again, yeah, just unbelievable. So it, it's, I mean, it, it does blow your mind when you go into these places, how just all the things people have thought about. And I think given all the kind of health benefits and everybody is now very kind of health conscious, it will be interesting to see what kind of unique things are being built to incorporate um, all of this, especially now that we've been through lockdown and people are thinking, right, I could be stuck here for the, for six months, you yeah, know, exactly. how am I going to kind of make, um, I mean, it, another example, there's a client of mine who's got an incredible house and his whole kind of background behind it was, designing his own private members club in his house so at weekends he didn't need to go to Annabelle's um it was all designed in there you know you've got the the party room the cigar lounge uh, just incredible so um people are now starting to try and incorporate what's outside into their homes so
0: yeah I mean that's incredible and it's interesting you say that because I always think when you know, when we were younger, I used to watch MTV Cribs a lot and you used to see how crazy Americans were and all the things they put in their house. <laughs> but from what you're describing, it seems like the same kind of mentalities.
1: We are definitely there. I think the interesting thing is. With America, they they show everything off. I mean, look how on Netflix is it uh, selling Sunset that started <laughs> yeah. to go crazy. Um, in London, we're far more discreet and very private. But what yeah. I can say, like, you know, with the developments that are coming through, you know, all the things that are available, you know, you get squash courts now, you've got, um, you know, the cinemas, the golf simulators, you know, all of those are starting to, to be to, to come to London um so it's just all very quiet no one seems to know about it but I'm sure it will yeah, more and more of it will will be appearing and you'll see more of it online should I say
0: yeah no for sure like I said when I go and just have a look sometimes you just kind of search and look at the houses you think yeah the, the amenities are insane people are increasing and increasing as you said it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier as we go
1: but it's great because that makes my job even more enjoyable, <laughs> although when I do go home, I think, mm, I can't get that. <laughs> yeah, when you see the cost of 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 what people spend in terms of the builds, it's 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 unbelievable,
0: as Knight Frank staff, do you guys ever get to stay in the properties almost like testing the product if that makes. Sense.
1: Oh, no, I have, I I have made that suggestion once because there is a very big uh, landlord of ours. And um, the team actually, whenever they do a refurb, uh, sorry, refurbishment, they have to go and test it for the week and do a checklist. So when we were talking about our management, I did actually say, look, you know, how about but, you know, it's, it it just wouldn't be able to be possible. So no, we don't get any perks with staying in any of our clients' properties that I know of or that I'm aware of. And if they are, then I will definitely be putting my hand up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, fair (laughs) enough. Um, So what would you say as well in terms of um, ultra high net worth clients? What do they look for in property when they come to you? Let's say they want to come and rent a a short let, what, what type of things would they ask for?
1: Yeah. So privacy is obviously probably the the key and number one. Um, they like it to be gated so that if there are paparazzi, they can't get in. You know, because of the way the sales market was previously, um, the, the tenant market, they were very spoiled because we had all this new product that hadn't been selling. So I think the people standard is very high. So, you know, if they're weighing up the choice of being in a, a hotel, or a house, you know, it's got to be up to scratch. It's got to be to kind of five star standard. So, you know, it will be a kind of number of bedrooms. What's the kind of star facilities that they have available, but you know, they really do need to be best in class. And that's, that's the most important thing.
0: What advice would you give somebody who would like to follow your path and work in luxury property industry?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, guest join you know uh, one of the reputable companies there there are a few um and work your way up you know you will you will be the person holding the keys or making the cups of tea um like I did myself you know I was the the Saturday girl uh running around like a headless chicken but you know it's it's hard work you know when you when you join the hours can be long you know you're working weekends um at night frank it's very good we have a rotor, um, um but it's you know a state agency is great but what people don't say it's also quite stressful you know you do have targets you there's so much compliance in in rentals now so there's as, as much as people think oh I'm just going to rent this property you know I nowadays as as rental agents it feels like we're solicitors uh immigration officers money laundering officers um, I, the list goes on you know gas certificates electrical certificates it's it's there's so much work that goes into it um, but what I would say is that the opportunities are there you know you you can be going in and um, seeing 80 million pound houses it's all possible uh, it's just working really hard um, so yeah that would be my my advice
0: and what would you say makes a successful agent give me give me a few character traits skills things you you think uh, someone needs to become a successful estate agent
1: you've got to be good at listening i think a lot There, you know estate agents are known for talking a lot you know constantly trying to sell but if you're listening to your clients and the best results you get is when you go out you've listened and they say oh my god this is exactly what i was looking for or you know yes you've got that right so i think listening is 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 a big part I think personality, I think you do, you, you, your personality must shine out. You, know, you, you must be different from everybody else. You need to kind of be offering, show you're your passionate, show that you enjoy it, um, always have a smile on your face. I think it's so important, especially in London when everyone's very stressed. Um, True. Yeah. Uh, what else would I say? And don't give up. You'll have days in, in agency where nothing is going right. Everything's falling apart. You know, you we all lose deals sometimes or someone beats us to it. Um, but it, it's amazing how quickly things turn around. So perseverance and staying positive.
0: <laughs> amazing. <laughs> when it's
1: tough, especially. Yeah.
0: And regarding, obviously, you deal with the high net worth and ultra high net worth. What, how would you say it differs from dealing with a, a normal client per se?
1: Um, to be honest with you, I mean, I treat every single client, whether they're looking for a studio or whether they're ultra high net worth, I think customer service is the absolute key. Um, I'm sure you you will agree there's nothing worse when you're on the phone wherever you call and you're speaking to somebody in a, a sales uh, background or even you know, uh, sorting out your internet speaking to somebody that is competent, knows what they're talking about, and actually cares, you can tell within two, three within two seconds, right? So I think that is the sorry, I've gone completely off base <laughs> now you're saying, but you know, that for me is 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 so important. So um kind of The way I treat them differently, I'd say I don't. Everybody, uh, I treat exactly the same. I just make sure that I'm looking after their needs.
0: What advice do you have for those interested in buying and investing in luxury properties? Um, Is there anything to look out for? What makes a great investment?
1: Yeah. What I would say the most important thing if you are looking to make an investment is you need to have an advisor um, you can't, and I know people will say, "Oh, you can do it alone." Ta-da! We've got so many different divisions at, at Night Frank, where if you're looking to spend, you know, X amount of money we have the private office, for for example, and they specialise in being advisors and guiding you where you should invest your money, what you should spend it on, what the yields are. So my advice to anybody that's getting into kind of investing is make sure you've got somebody that is advising you or is checking the numbers and making sure what you're buying is a good investment, because you always hear of horror stories, you know, people can sell you things, but Is it the right thing to buy? Are you doing the right thing? Um, And at Night Frank, that's that's what we are. We're advisors. We will make sure that we can show you this is a good investment. Uh, And also, and I think people don't realize this is a lot of deals. You know, when I look at the deals that I've I've done this year alone, 50 percent of those weren't even on the market. So for a lot of people there that are sitting there waiting online and thinking, oh, I'm going to write, you know, wait for the right property to come up and then I'll I'll get in touch. Don't do it because you're missing out on a huge amount of property that doesn't even come to the market because clients don't want it online. They don't want any, you know, it's all very much kind of uh, if people have spent sometimes 80, 100 million pounds, they don't want people to be able to see that property online one also potentially for security you know some people are, are quite security conscious so um make sure your estate agent stroke advisor becomes a really good friend of yours that you can trust and that's what at night frank that is what we deliver
0: yeah that's amazing and i think you're right in the sense that if you've got that personal relationship then i guess you're always one step ahead of everyone else and in the loop of all the information so you're also a mother of a 16-year-old daughter, which I didn't know, and obviously you like kindly told me that in advance, so I didn't miss that. Um, so how do you um how do you manage the work-life balance of having a daughter that age, teenage? I mean, I I I've got a sister, a younger sister as well. So
1: yeah, um, it, it's funny actually because um, it wasn't until. I joined Knight Frank. That was the first time when I had an interview. They knew that I had a daughter um, because one of my friends worked for Knight Frank. But prior to that, whenever I had interviews, obviously I, I, I was 19 when I had my daughter. So um, it wasn't actually something I ever told anyone because I thought, oh gosh, if they knew I had a daughter, um, you know, are they going to employ me? Because i think, oh gosh, you know, got kids, it, it might be difficult. So, um, but I think the support network is, is so important. So i my mum actually was at the time she lived very close by um so she very kindly did the school runs so that i was able to um to work um and then when she moved to spain I I did have to get live-in help. So um, I had uh, a lady that lived with me, uh, an au pair that kind of just helped with um, making sure that my daughter was fed and had had dinner. So it's hard. There's no question about it. I mean, I'm I'm pleased that we're now through the uh, GCSE phase. Um, And she's relieved that she didn't even have to sit her exams. But yeah i mean it's it's always uh you're always juggling it but the rewards are huge and i think night frank are amazing with you know working parents um and supporting us so um it has its challenges but yeah it's okay
0: (laughs) can you um can you see her going into into property following in mum's footsteps
1: uh, she always jokes and she's like, No way, mom, I wouldn't ever do that. Which I'm like, Really? Um, so no, she doesn't want to get into agency, she's going down the kind of uh, media route. So, um, but never say never,
0: true. Yeah, yeah. true. Never say, never. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, how has COVID affected the property market? How have the past six months been for you, for Night Frank?
1: I mean, it's been unbelievable. Um, obviously, at the beginning, I was absolutely terrified. I thought, my gosh, you know, what What are we going into? Um, are we going to be making any money? And obviously, doing the, the luxury shortlets, suddenly there was this huge swarm of inquiries. Get me to the countryside. I want an outdoor pool. I want tennis courts. You know, um, everyone was w- was thinking, right, we're going to be stuck. For six months, you know, I I want to move out. So that was an interesting time. And then I think because everyone's been able to, well, everyone's been stuck at home, as soon as they lifted the restrictions and we were able to go back out viewing, I think everyone was so sick to death of where they were living and where they had been confined to that it went absolutely crazy. Everyone was just like, you know, I suppose some people weren't back at work, but yet they could go out and meet estate agents. So it's been unbelievable. I mean, in terms of Billings myself, in the last five months alone, I've doubled Um, what I did this time in the uh, last year its it's unbelievable so I know there's other businesses that have had a really uh, tough time so but thankfully um, it's it's been good for us but let's hope we don't have a second wave
0: yeah fingers crossed for sure Yeah.
1: yeah 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 that would that would be awful but I think people's attitudes of what home it is all about especially being locked locked down that is actually now probably one of the the biggest focuses uh, of making sure your home is is somewhere that you enjoy being and that's probably why we're, we're super busy.
0: Yeah no for sure and I, I, I read something in uh, the Financial Times two weeks ago now that there's been a yeah. hu- there's been a huge surge of a lot of people who work in Mayfair and you know, like Dover Street, that area, and the Green Park. Sorry, m- buying houses in Hertfordshire that way out, and because there's more space, and you know, hoping that they're not going to be in the office five days a week. Now it will be two days a week in the office, yes. and you know, uh,
1: I mean, our, um, our our Surrey office. I mean, we obviously you've got the very big estates like Wentworth and St George's Hill. Um, all of the kind of home counties, they have had a phenomenal time. I mean, they are selling houses every day and there's such a huge demand um, for people to have their kind of uh, second homes now um, where like you said, they're spending a lot more time there. So um, it will be interesting to see whether this is going to create even more demand now because people want to have the the second home where they can get away should should this happen again.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um where do you see the future of property particularly in London? Do you think house prices will continue to rise and the you know, luxury market as well continue to grow?
1: Yeah. I think if you you look at for example, um, you know, America uh, and you see how their housing market has been Um, You know, we have to remember the education in London is fantastic, which has always been a huge driver for a lot of people when, especially on the rentals, they're coming over just for the education. Um, But also it's an incredible city. um, And I think London is still such a huge you know when you when you talk about London, people want to be here. People want to live here, they want to work here. So I do always think to myself, can how 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 much can prices go up until it becomes completely you know unaffordable? But you know, fifteen years and and they just keep going. And I, I remember when I bought my house, I said to my mum, I said, "You know, Mum, am I going to be in your situation where you know you paid this price and now it's like quadrupled?" Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure one day and you now look at kind of the price that you paid and now how much it's worth. And it's it's unbelievable. But I think they do need to make sure that they get the balance of making sure that it's not completely unaffordable because how are people supposed to work? So it's getting that balance. And I think the government with the kind of housing have got to uh, to come up with ways of of making sure that it doesn't end up like a ghost town in London with no lights on.
0: For sure but do you think the um the new you know the new uh scheme they bought in for the stamp duty yeah where you don't i think you don't pay anything up to five hundred thousand right
1: yeah yeah
0: have you seen have you seen that have an impact at all
1: oh yeah absolutely so for instance we have at night frank there is what we call core market um and that's very much kind of uh, at that at that price bracket and it's it's gone absolutely crazy people are people are taking advantage of that uh, and buying so um it would be interesting to see what the kind of um increase there ha- has been in in sales in in sales values just because of them implementing that but but yeah so absolutely i mean that that market's absolutely flying at the moment
0: and um give me some career highlights thus far
1: some career highlights okay so um i'd probably say last year i did my my biggest long let um deal that was in One Hyde park uh just under 40,000 a week so that was uh, um i was really pleased with that we gosh highlights uh, my short let that i managed to achieve at 250,000 um yeah that that was uh incredible um and then there's been some amazing deals with some some huge music artists that I've got to meet personally. Um, so I would say, yeah, they're probably um, kind of my biggest highlights. Um, I also won the, um, we have our, our CX one-to-one, which is all about customer service. Um, and I I won the annual award for that. And that was because we, we had a music artist arriving at about two o'clock in the morning um, from one of his shows and the um the smoke alarm started going off at 12 o'clock at night it, and we weren't able to reach the owner. He, he wasn't available. So I had to drive from South London to North London in the middle of the night. Fire Brigade arrived. It was an absolute carnage. Um, we managed to get it off in time just before he arrived. But um, So, yeah, that was my award for, for, for getting up in the middle of the night, just making sure that everything went smoothly. But, yeah, um, so yeah, that's just a, a small insight of kind of what, what, what goes on.
0: Yeah, no, I can imagine you deal with all sorts, but what, what would you say out of, in your career thus far, what's the craziest request you've had from a client? One thing you can think of that you thought, hang on a minute, is this real life or is this person actually joking?
1: Well, do you know what? It's not so much, because obviously we're the agent, we're delivering the property as such, but it's it's quite interesting I don't see them often but I saw some of the riders I think that's what they call them the riders for when artists arrive um and the kind of the kind of things that uh are on those on those lists are quite fascinating but I'm just trying to think kind of um no, I can't think. I'm going to have to come back to you now. I have to. No, I'm trying to wrap my brain. If there's, it probably has. I just can't.
0: The reason I'm asking you is I get asked this question quite a lot. People they say, "Oh, you look after you look after athletes, blah blah blah." What's like one of the craziest thing and one of the funniest things um, I've been I've been asked is, <laughs> and you'll laugh because it's so simple, but a lint roll, at, uh, um, uh, a lint roll at like 9 p.m.
1: Stop it! No, do you it know what? Sucks. I suppose it's it's more when I hear when I hear the requests for um more on the kind of property management side, they've probably got a lot better stories than I have. But you know, they're like, if um I need to get a plumber, can you guarantee me that if I call them, they will be there within thirty minutes, even after past midnight? And you just think, oh my goodness, this is. Um, how do you do this but we are going into a world where people expect responses you know five ten minutes if they're not hearing from you it's it's, it's very demanding but I'm sure the uh the concierge companies have got a lot of good stories but thankfully I deliver the property And I don't get too much involved in the kind of interesting what goes on uh, once they're in. So, yeah, no, no crazy stories that I can remember anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I said, on our end, it's, uh, it's so interesting. Like I said, for me, I always tell the lint roll story because I think it's just so simple, but such a strange, you know, people ask for crazy stuff and you get used to like the, you know, but it's, it's the simple things that, for me, that kind of catch me off guard because you go, of all the things you could ask for, really?
1: There was there, the, Yeah, there was a time when somebody had asked for, we um, had to quickly get, they wanted to get kind of uh, one of the doctors that gives the kind of vitamin C drips. I'd never, yeah. I hadn't heard of that before, but they were like, no, yeah, we need someone here with the vitamin D and I was like, Oh my God, cracky But like I said, it's, it's not something that I'm, I'm really involved if once, once, once they're in, um, then they'll deal with somebody else. So I will ask a few more people now cause I'd love to hear some good stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure, in, I'm sure in your office, there'll be some really, really good ones. Uh-uh. So where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years and what, career goals do you have
1: oh, yeah so with night frank you've got different kind of uh promotions so the very very top uh is proprietary partner um now there, obviously there's a there's a lot of uh work and i'm, I'm not suggesting that uh, you know i would like to to be a proprietary partner at some point in the future that would be great um I I really want to see the the luxury short let business really take off. Um, so that's really exciting and and growing that and having a, a large team. And then I mean I suppose it's it's just continuingly to build uh, on the success. So each year <clears throat> you know I've increased increased the numbers and it's with the repeat business and clients coming back. So I suppose just again constantly building up a, a huge network of incredible people that um that become friends so um yeah I mean look, I love what I'm, I do uh, I hope I can gray, uh, can grow old and gray with Night Frank <laughs> um so so yeah and just keep keep doing what I'm doing
0: no, amazing. I think you're doing a fantastic job already. And like I said, the nickname Miss super prime. I think it's, a, I think you need uh, to.
1: You saw that on an Instagram post. <laughs> Honestly, no, no one at work calls me
0: that. <laughs> uh, we need, we, we need to do, I think you should do something with that, but yeah, you're, you're clearly not a oh, fan. Man. You're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, no. so, um, so the, uh, the closing question for the podcast, we ask all the guests is who's the one person that inspires you that you'd love to have your picture taken with and sell a house to and why?
1: I think the most inspiring, I've got to say a female because I've got to represent for the women here. Um, I would say most inspirational, I think Rihanna is is an incredible uh, lady. Yeah, yeah, so definitely Rihanna without a question of a doubt. Um, I think with all the, all the different business lines that she has um i think she's really inspirational i'd love to sell her a house um and she she really represents kind of a strong woman who's really uh bossing it should i say
0: <laughs> thanks again to stevie for taking the time to chat with me and thank you all for listening if you enjoyed the show please leave us a review Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Can I Get a Picture Pod and we'll be back again next week with another episode.